Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want of podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Yeah, like in front of you, my screen, like. Yo, 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 podcast land. I already know what time it is. It is time for the Who They Want podcast show. We got another Artistry Tuesday with two phenomenal guests sitting in the studio. Um, one should be with us momentarily. And we were rocking with the great legend, Stu. What's popping, bro? Hey, man. How you going? Pleasure to be Fantastic, here. Fantastic, brother. Can't complain. We got the lovely lady, Tasha, our co-host, lead co-host for tonight's show. How you doing, everybody out there? Good to see you and guys. We got, we got the man with the master plan. Okay, Legend says his signal's out. Well, that's no problem. But we got the man with the master plan, Kyle, Eric, in the building. How's it going, people? All right. You still can't see me, Tosh? I see you now. I see you. I see you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sitting in the audience with us, people, so don't be surprised by the L. That's our man, Legend the Don, sitting in, soaking up the show, seeing how we work. So, again, I guess we're waiting on TBA Beats to try to reconnect with us for artistry. Oh, oh, we got them. Ladies and gentlemen, TBA Beats. Oh, oh, what's up, TBA? What's going on? He is here. He is here. (laughs) Okay. We see you. We can't hear we you. We can't hear you. Let's see you. Mm-hmm. You good? Okay. All right. Well, just get it together. And, you know, we're just going to go ahead and um, um, start. We're going to actually let Stu go ahead and introduce himself. Um, Tell us a little bit where you're from. We already know you're from the block. How about that? Right? (laughs) (laughs) We already know you're from the block. Hi. Okay. TBA, you in? You hear us? So tell us where you're from and, um, you know, tell them where you're representing right now, because, I mean, you're international right now. Uh, hi, I'm Studio 45. Um live in the UK, east side. Uh, lived in New York for a little while, got married. 50% divorce statistic. Um been playing guitar since I was like eight years old. Um, I love music. 
um, lockdown really gave me an opportunity to be able to just pump back my passions. Mm. Um, my music's a little bit out there, a bit strange. I write the stuff myself. Um, I'm basically on a, like a continual uh, evolution to make it better. Um, you know, feedback is always good, right? Okay. Now, no. I'm just going to um, go back. You say you're from the east side, and you over, you're in UK, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you say you're from the east side. So explain yeah, uh, what that means to you over there to us over here in the United States. Well, to me, that means like like connection with New York, you know. I like, mm -hmm. lived in Harlem um, and east side, west side, uh, Brooklyn for a bit. So, and I've been to America quite a lot. Um, my dad worked for like the airlines, so I managed to fly. Very lucky, very fortunate, I suppose, in that way. Because you get free flights and No, wow. As a kid, we could, you know, visit the States often. Oh, so when you said the East Side, you meant the East Side over here in Manhattan? Yeah, both, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me, it's both, yeah. For, it, for me, it's both sides. Like, and I just happen to live east side Hampshire, you know, United Kingdom. So, uh, okay. the synchronicities, huh? Yeah, really. Sounds really? like you got roots in both places. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, um, you know, um, I've been to the top of the World Trade Center before it, you know, uh, got blown up. And I've also been to the memorial as well. And it's strange as the United Kingdom citizen having a connection um, to something. It's hard to really put how it feels being there. Okay. So just fill us in a little bit about, um, and let me say you've been playing the guitar for a minute. Fill us in about your musical background and how you actually got started, um, you know, like, when you, when you started playing guitar, but let us know, like, when it, your musical journey just started and really kicking in. Um, yeah, well, probably when I was about eight years old, uh, my dad, uh, he plays sort of Bob Dylan, um, John Denver, um, Pink Floyd, that kind of stuff on guitar. And um, I got my first guitar when I was about eight. I uh, took lessons um, about four or five years later because I didn't really pick it up at first. Um, yeah, I did guitar lessons for a few years. Um, but I have an electric guitar. Uh, I play ukulele, different types of strings. Um, I really enjoy music. It's something that is just a part of me, you know. It's, it's not... Uh, and I love the creative process. And it feels really natural. Um, I can just sort of make a song up almost on the fly when I'm divinely guided to do so. Mm. And um, I've worked in IT and done all sorts of other jobs that weren't really emotionally fulfilling or, you know, weren't uh, allowing me to express my true voice. Um, so I think really what music's really enabled me to do is to almost become myself. Ultimately, I hope that answers your question to some degree. No, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but um, my last question, and I'm gonna let somebody else jump in if they got questions for you. Going back and forth from over from here to UK, 
like what would you say is um you know the difference between you know the music um you know the music style or you know the type of music that you're hearing any similarities well yeah i mean one of the similarities is that it's about life um on the streets as such you know as a normal kind of uh person uh going through like teenage years up, up through young adolescence um i lived in quite some rough areas in this country so um living in brooklyn i can i could relate to like the sirens going off almost 24 hours a day and um like a, a kind of eeriness just where from where i was living where it's different uh to midtown you can see the difference in the in the affluence of like um, from one uh, area to another and i experienced that on a daily basis in this country mm. oh, okay and so that's basically what, what goes into your music well yeah i think so yeah absolutely um but my experiences of life um of, of uh, injustice um uh, and also uh pain like emotional pain mm -hmm. um i found that through music i can like release trauma from the past and then in some ways that energy can help heal others i guess okay awesome that that that's a, that's a true artist speaking right there and respect, yeah okay tb you wanna what's going on can y'all hear me oh there you go we can hear you yes yes <laughs> I'm yeah. looking a little bit of a delay on his side, but okay. Okay, so probably a little bit of delay, but that's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, service is kind of bad around him in the country. Okay, so tell tell what tell us where you from right now. Where you at right now? I'm in Leesburg, Florida. Okay. Yeah, in Central Florida. That's um Lake County, like um. And um, I'm real I was born there in 1980, mm. and I moved moved here in um 87. Okay, okay, all right, cool. So you know, I, I know you from the block. You on the block? We know that because we see you post every day, all day. Um, tell us a yes, little bit about um, <laughs> your musical journey, and you know what's you know how you started. <laughs> Well, to be honest, for me, I was um I was washing dishes at a bar, and um I was in the back like taking my trash out, and I was just um freestyling to a little instrumental that's um on the um, flip phones and back in the day around the time that's when like the new cell phones and stuff started coming out, and um it was a guy had hurt me and he wanted me to come to his bar, and um I was the first um black guy to be downtown in the area, which is um useless to um, rap and perform there. And I was going there for about two years. I stopped for a while and then I started back up because um, um, I wanted to get my family straight first and have a situation straight in that um, area there first before I continue my music. Okay. All Makes right. sense to me. Oh. Anybody else got questions? Cut off. So, um, all right. So, you, so you said it's it started with somebody wanting you to freestyle at a freestyle at a bar, and you were the, and you were the first uh, black artist in that area. Is that correct? 
Correct. It was um, it was like a, one of those blues um type of bars where like somebody like the Blues Brothers or um BB King would um be, you know, what I'm saying oh. playing the music and stuff. And oh. the band that was there actually picked up behind me when I was freestyling, cause my um a guy that adopted me and calling me his nephew, you had brought, you know, was like, yeah, get him out there, get him out there, and um, uh, you know, what I'm saying it started a little sparking, and um. Because a lot of times being in the country, you really don't really get to go out, you know, get out that far with music. But, you know what I'm saying, you do get um, certain peoples that, that do like the style that you put out. And that's why that's how I started. I, and um, it was a bunch of little kids who was like, hey, man, we want you to work with us. And that's when um, MySpace was kind of a thing around that time. Yeah. But I always um, was a producer first. Mm -hmm. I was um I was always a producer instead of a rapper. I really don't think I can rap. I just, I do it because others say I can, and I just um it helped me really start back talking because I had lost my speaking because my um I had to break my jaw to get my mouth to get back to moving up. I was in a car accident, so when I was rapping, it kind of set up for me to be able to talk again. So that became like speech therapy for you. Yeah, that, that's why, and you know, because I was like, that is, you know, it was like a little stutter, stutter. So it's like, like now, that's why my mouth don't move too wide open, because it was like, it was metal bars that they had to um, place in, soon, but I got yeah. tired of them. It was like, the um, doctor told me that I was supposed to let them heal it all the way, but I didn't. Once, I, once the music helped me out, it was like a loud scream, scream when I was um, actually singing on, and it popped, and I started being, started being free to do music, do um, talk and work with others. This is the game. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, wow. that's super dope. So, tell us, actually, what does TBA mean? What the beats part mean? But what does TBA mean? It was um. <laughs> it was um back in when I was twenty when I was like in my twenties they called me Trap Boy America. I said I was um selling I was a little dope dealer back then and um I was trying at that time to try to get into the music business by that time but it didn't work out and, you know so it was like you know I told I was telling on myself so I had to go another route when I got out and um I called so TVA was is just a um of um, elevation of my growth from being up to becoming a man. Like a boy to an adult, probably? So that's what the adult to me. Yeah. Am I saying that? Ah, mm -hmm. Yeah. I got it. Okay. My mama always used to tell me I have to, okay. um, me grow up, you used to have to, you have to pitch your toys away and become a man at time, and become a man. And so that's why, that's where the um, name change came in. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Stu, am I, am I pronouncing your name right? Is it Stu, right? Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear that properly. Oh, no. I know, I know your, the first part of your name is Stu, but what is the second part? It's Arts? Yeah, yeah, Stu Art. That's my legal name. Oh, okay. oh that's your legal name. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. What's awesome. up? Awesome. So, <laughs> that story in itself. Okay. 
All right. So, um, TBA, um, let me ask you this. What, what, like, what keeps you going? Like, you know, as far as like, I start off with you, um, cause I, when we spoke to Stu and he said most of his music and everything is, you know, based on like life experience and the pain, you know, everything that's going around and environments he was in. Um, what about you? Like, you know, we, cause I basically you make beats, right? So when you start making your beats, right. like, what, are, what type of sounds are like, like you, like deep down inside of you that you bring out in your beats? Um, to be honest, mostly it's the ocean, like looking at tires on cars with the timing of how, um, the where the wheels are spinning for, you know, to help with ideas of precautions. I use like different sounds. Um, birds is a, definitely a great help, especially in the morning because they give them like a little, I use, they give me an idea of a little spider sound I can place in my, in, you know, like a lot of my, you know, beats and stuff like that. I use a lot of mm-hmm. different um, ideas, even um, the weather. The, um, and like when I'm cooking, we have timers. timers and that's the main thing that kind of get that kind of helped me. I, was, I always play everywhere I work in the kitchen, there was music. So you always had something indulging with the restaurant business that dealt with music, you know, whether it's like you're closing at night, y'all, you listen to music. And um, we just kept them going because I work with a lot of guys that's on um, BandLab and we do a lot of collabs and, you know, and they give me the energy. That's dope. That is dope. Right. So Can I just ask TBA something quick there? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. yeah hey, man. Uh, do you find like when you're cooking, you, you know, you chop, um, you know, to the beat of your music? Because like, I do that even in my head. I, unintentionally, like I'm in the kitchen and I'm chopping up in a in a rhythm rather than unconscious. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be. Um, I'll be getting those for um, I, you know, I I sit my phone or like I sit my microphone beside the cutting board while I'm chopping, and, you know, just to get ideas and add it into a loop. Cause I work with a program called Serato DJ. And it can pick up any loop that you um, mix through um, FL Studio or um, any type of recording that you do on a phone. And so I would do that too. I take a um, have my with my cutting board when I'm chopping them. Um, like I might slice up some um, chicken breast or a steak or something. And get ideas and stuff like that. Places, man. Right, I use Serato Studio myself. I've got the DJ <laughs> software as well. Wow! So good. yeah, so I, I like that. That's a good program. You have any other unique things, um, techniques you use for you to um, that influence you or um, inspire you to make your music and beats? Um, yeah, Studio Serato Studio. Um, yes, um, I have a. Uh, Mm. Oh, yeah. ask the question again. I couldn't. I couldn't oh, get well, it. Right. I was asking Stu if he had any other um, special techniques, um, techniques, or um, you know, um, features or anything that you know inspires him. Like any. Um. Yeah, I, I like I like <laughs> rock music, hip hop. Um, you know, old school drum and bass. Um, but when I when. I don't really make beats as such and then put a uh, lyric on top. I get the lyric come through, uh, just it comes through inspired. I, I record it on myself quickly. 
and then I re-record it and then I put beats to that depending on what rhythms I hear in the vocals. Mm. If you know what I mean? I do oh, it you completely you wrong way around. Completely wrong way around, but yeah. Oh, okay. So you start off with like a melody line or something. Yeah, or a cappella, yeah. A cappella, got you. Okay. Okay, yeah. awesome. All <laughs> right. And then the so beats think... come. Go ahead. Yeah, the beats would come from, so I listen to the acapella and I start to hear, uh, you know, the drums, uh, keyboards or other instruments, the bass line. And then I just start, uh, I'll put them in with the keyboard, you know, bit by bit. So it's like a layer, uh, acapella, and then um, some maybe melody, some chords from some keys, and then put in the bass, and then you start to build up with the drums and then mm. into the main beat. That's, that's kind of how, how it works for me. Um, generally speaking, when I write a cappella, they they just they flow. You know, they do they definitely flow, and I've got the rhythm of the song built. Right. <laughs> so well, tell me over there in the UK, what is like the the music um like what is the music like over there? Because I know there's hip hop over there and everything. Uh, you know, of course, um, R and B and stuff, but like, what is like the, the style of the flow of the music? Like, what do you mostly see over there as far as the style and um, like the genre? What is like big over there? Uh, well, yeah, the UK uh, hip hop scene is massive. It's, you know, it's a really big scene. Um, it brings a lot of money in for this country. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, the average person's like just into regular pop, you know, chart music, UK chart, US chart is basically identical. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, the hip hop charts or the rap charts are, are different, obviously, because different artists. But then sometimes it crosses over. You know, you've got artists like Ed Sheeran, although he's not a hip hop artist as such, but he's done work with Rihanna, you know, and Eminem. Um, so it, our music has it's almost become one um, as such, I would say, anyway. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been noticing that um, myself. I got into a little bit of U of the UK scene um, after I graduated high school, and what I noticed was because I ended up getting into like grime first, and the reason why I ended up getting into grime was because the beats were so different. Like the beats and the flow, like, and I didn't want to compare it to to the US too much, but I I was hungry for something new. And I had never heard those sounds before, those sounds that flow, the speed that it was going to. to. So I just I just tried to eat it up as much as I could. And then um, then that now with some stuff that's coming out from the drill scene, it kind of sounds very, very similar to what's going on over here. Not to say that that's bad, um, but I'm, I'm noticing a lot more similarities than differences, you know? Um, well, yeah, same with like the reggaeton, you know, with the Spanish, uh, like Dua Lipa, um, yeah, Jay right. scene as well. Like the mixing in culture, music's becoming much more multinational, multicultural, a blend. And it, I think it's amazing that where it's at, how it's evolved. Ice Cube and Ice Tea, no, it shouldn't have been because I was probably not allowed to, but um. You know, to where we are today is just an amazing journey for me. Anyway, I love seeing different sounds and stuff come, to, you know, come together. Um, who, like, who do you, who do you say is your 
like who are your uh, anybody can answer this but who can who can say um like who are your influences if you have any as far as as far as making music yeah tv you want to answer that first oh, oh. say that again okay can you, can you um oh. can, you t- can you tell us who your you know who your musical influence are uh, influences are Oh yeah, um, it was Manny Fresh, Dr. Dre, and Timberland. Okay. I had a those are my three Timberland? favorite producers. I had a feeling you would say Timberland, and it was only because <laughs> you mentioned nature. You mentioned using like birds and other sounds in your beat. Right. You know. Yeah, um, I learned I learned a lot of my steps from him. From my steps, it was learned from him and uh, Manny Fresh. Nice. I was in, they have like they have like these work, workshop classes that they do, and that's where I, that's where I get a lot of my own um, bounces from. Oh, okay, learning something new. Okay, and what yeah, about you, with Serato? Yeah, with Serato. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff has got his own beats on there as well right. as in, uh, tutorials and how to use them. So even if you don't know what you're doing, you can just actually. It's very intuitive. I would say Serato. I mean, it happens that we both use it. It's yeah. uh, weirdly, right? But it's so intuitive yes. for people to use for the beginner. And they have, free, you know, free versions as well as upgraded paid mm-hmm. versions if you want to go down that road. So I think for any beginner musician, it's an affordable way forward. It's like nine bucks a month or something, you know. Wow. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Wow. So. You know, I, I, I spy on the block just to make sure my users is okay. And both of you are users on the block. And I, you know, I was in the comments and, and I seen something that really touched my heart that you guys was actually, um, I think Stu, you approached TVA about doing a collab. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I see his, his beats there and I've got hundreds of lyrics that, you know, it would take me forever. To, to go through them all and yeah i'd like to collab i mean so what, 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 what drew you right like, what drew your oh, yeah. attention to act that like oh yeah what, i can work with you yeah i've been yeah, um i've been using an app called band lab it um allows you to um record and um collab yeah i seen so yeah, i see the um, link to that app and um yeah yeah, Sim, talk to me uh, after and send the details, please, man, and we'll figure that out. Yeah. They fell off years ago. They, years ago. Man, they fell off bad now. Like, dude, got to have some, some, some on the producer because they only play one show all day. Somebody That's said it. that. I seen that on Facebook. They was like, that dude, I think because Viacom owned it or something. Yeah. Is it Viacom that owns them as Viacom. well? As- Viacom owns uh, MTV. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever Viacom, whoever got shares in that really killing it. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize for the interruption. That's okay, Queen. We waited. It's all right. It happens. Thank you. I love y'all so much. It's the producer fault. It's restream. It's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, G. Thank you for having my back. I appreciate you. (laughs) Hold on. I'm about to hop back on camera. Oh, camera, baby. Oh, Lord. Forgive the... Oh, cow. 
Kyle, for the, for the first season of Woody O, we're going to get you going out there to these courts, all right, and interviewing them. <laughs> so who they want for the hair live TV? Let's do it. I'll you and everything. I'm going to be the cameraman. Hold up, y'all. Yeah. Hold on, y'all. Y'all talking about uh, this whole TV thing. I need to know, what do y'all think of Zeus Network? Who's? Zeus what? Network. Zeus? Yes. As in like the as as in like the Greek god Zeus. Yeah, the Greek god. Cause that's what I'm thinking about. That's what it's called, Zeus Network. It is a black. I, I, it's supposed to be black owned, uh, but it's definitely black operated. Uh, there's been a few. There's been a few um, networks popping up that are that are um, that are black that are black operated. You know. True. And um, I, I can't I can't afford them all because I want to support them all, you know. Well, let me tell you. What does Zeus have? <laughs> Jocelyn's cabaret. Oh Lord. Cabaret. <laughs> Did you say cabaret? Are you serious? Cabaret. That's not actually a cabaret. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah. caliber of shows that that network got. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That is that is the caliber of shows. They have that. They had the real Black China at one point. They had. Uh, I thought that. Uh, I thought those shows was on We. No, on Zeus Network. The real Black China ended up on Zeus Network. Oh, I was wondering why I didn't see her no more because I used to see her after loving growing up hip hop, and she just disappeared. Uh -huh. mm. Got a uh. new deal. Okay. Uh. Yeah, even her mom, even her mom had a um had a show on the network for a little while. But <clears throat> if y'all follow Lunell on social media, y'all know who Lunell is, huh? Of course. Yeah. 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 So she hosted the reunion reunion show for this cabaret deal and she got on her live because people were eating her up for letting jocelyn basically degrade the women on the show mm. and on at the reunion so um <clears throat> excuse me y'all i just switched over to my other camera um, so she got on her live and she's like, y'all are, y'all are talking about these women. Y'all getting mad at me, but, um, these women are strippers and prostitutes and, um, you know, they're on this show letting themselves get degraded. And she's like, y'all mad at me for getting a check. So, and it, it it was really a horrible show because her old Jocelyn's old man got on there and was cursing the women out and talking bad to him and all kind of stuff. And I I think the backlash is because Jocelyn is a non-black woman, mm -hmm. and all the women on the show are black women. Oh, yeah, and I think that's the the biggest um, problem. So. 
So I wait, 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 Kim. Let me, yeah. let me, so they had the issue with that you said is because the women that's actually on the show who Jocelyn be talking to are black, but Jocelyn's not black. Well, I mean, she's a non-black woman because she allegedly she's Puerto Rican. But Benzino keeps saying his dad is Puerto Rican and he don't know what language Jocelyn speaks. I, so I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's just my best friend was just telling me today that Zeus Network is getting a cease and desist letter from Viacom because they're stealing all of their talent. So Zeus is up and coming. Uh, wait, you're Kyle, we next, man. Hey, we next. And they're and stealing all their talent? That's not my issue. My issue is that they are continuing this reality TV where black women are. Hey, but can you blame them though? Like somebody gonna do it. Either, either they get the they get the views. And, and honestly, somebody else. And Jocelyn had it in one because she's. Uh, you know, I guess if she a woman, a right? If she really wants to stop it, she can say, "I respect myself. I respect these women. I'm gonna cut it out." But money too. They all the same ratchet. So it's what makes the difference? Who's over who? Well, Lunell, Lunell was like, this show is not even real. She don't even really have a cabaret. Um, she was like, a lot of these women actually have real pimps, like real pimps in real life. What, like bro. Lunell was just had a real. So they going through a lot of real life for real. It was just going on and on and on, and I'm like, and I understand people want to see a certain thing when it comes to reality TV. I, I get it. You know, people like this toxic, poisonous behavior that, you know, people have on TV. Like, I get it. It's quote-unquote entertainment. But my thing is, why does it always have to be us? Well, here's the fact. We, we like money. We right money talks. Yeah. Not all money is good money. True. And here's the thing: that to a person who ain't got none. From what I, I see, the the basis of this show was for Jocelyn to go out there because she we all know she was she was batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. All right, so she was supposed to be the one going out there being a role model, getting chicks and bringing them up. And for her to bring get anybody that in, was the thing right there. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And for her to be able to get anybody and bring them up, she had to go find a whole bunch of other ratchet people that was in the same situation she was in. Because she knew what to do, knew how to act. She came in having a pimp. Stevie J was her pimp. She probably had another pimp before Stevie J before TV. So she had to go and find people that she can relate to that can relate to her past and bring them up. You know, and like and like Jay said, she's getting paid to do it, so why not? She's not, but that's the thing. They were like, oh, uplifting and mentoring, but she's not doing any of that. She's no, not she's, doing, she's doing the uplifting and mentoring that Jocelyn does. Okay, because that's what we can expect from her. Okay? And, if, and, and to me, that fits perfect. She's doing exactly what she's doing. She's showing these chicks how to get up there and shake her ass and do whatever. That's what Jocelyn does. It is what it is. That's <laughs> I mean, what it is. Right, if you was to tell me that she was gonna get up there and show these people, show these girls how to, um, I guess be actual woman, I would like, I wouldn't watch that shit. Something fucking wrong with her. This shit ain't gonna make no sense. You know what I'm saying? 
but she's getting up there showing them how to be ratchet assholes. That makes perfectly good sense to me. Right, right, absolutely. So while we're on the subject of entertainment, just I, to and I get that, but I just, I'm just, I'm over that whole element. I'm really over that whole element. Right. I'm looking at the website right now, and I just see just nothing but that element up here. Most, most of the most of the shows are reality shows. They're all following similar formats. One of the uh, one of the shows is called Baddies. Uh, yes, Baddies ATL, which is which is a um like an offshoot of Bad Girls Club. But what is everybody okay. Lizzo being fat shamed? After the rumors video dropped, oh, gonna- man, leave Lizzo alone. Leave Lizzo alone, honey. Leave Lizzo alone. That's my opinion. Fuck each and every one of you dog face bitches who feel the need to tell a fat black woman what the hell to do with her body. Get out there and exactly. tell some of these white top mayonnaise packets. What to do with their body and stop exactly. women's business is what I need each and every one of y'all to do. Thank you. Mike right. will be covering exactly right now. How do we feel about her crying about and people? I feel like, and I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm very passionate about this. Y'all know fat girl freestyle is very passionate when it comes to women of size, especially um, black women of size. Me and you both, honey. Go ahead, speak it. I, I want Lizzo to learn how to live her truth and be who she is and not be a slave to people's opinions and not even worry about what people are saying. I want her to do, and 